fender bender. What? I haven't been in a fender bender since like 2005. Are you okay? Our yeah, fender, it was totally it, fine. It our fender isn't. It's bent. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally cosmetic damage. It was like we didn't even call the cops or like do an insurance claim or anything. Um, but yeah, it was. It was a little exhilarating. I don't know. It was like, it was weird. It was a weird experience. Well, walk us through it. So I'm on Hoosick. You know that part of Hoosick where it bottlenecks, like before you get to the price chopper? Yes. Yeah. And that, it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Everybody has to, everybody has to zipper. Yeah. But, but sometimes they're like, no, I'm, I'm going to go ahead of you just because I'm was, an asshole. I once yeah. got into a standoff with an old woman <laughs> at that zipper. Pulled out a she, gun. You're like, she, I had left, merge, bitch. I had left space for her to merge and she wasn't merging and she wasn't merging. And so I thought maybe she was going to turn because there's that like whatever that store that you can turn off to. So I just move ahead. But she's still not. Mer- she didn't turn and she's still not merging. And so now she's just like on the, the Wrong side of the road on this yeah and she keeps driving and she's looking at me and she's like you know she's mad kind of pissed off and i was just basically like you know what usually i'm a very polite driver i let people in i do and I, but i don't maybe i was it was just like a mood i was in but i was like fuck this old lady yeah you were not getting in front of me man yeah. you had your fucking chance to be in yeah. front of me and you were belligerent and i know why she didn't get in front of me she was trying to get further ahead ah she was trying she didn't want to be in front of me she wanted to be ah. in front of some other car in front of her yeah Fuck that lady. I didn't let her in. I don't regret it. <laughs> um, but so I'm there. Yeah. And the car in front of me is doing this like, like slamming on the gas and slamming on the brakes. Yep. Yep. And, Classic move. Yeah. And I'm trying to like maintain some distance from him because like I'm really having to like stop on a dime every time he stops. I yep. shouldn't say he, they, the the driver. I don't, yeah, know, yeah, who, yeah. I don't who, know who they were. Yeah. Who it's, knows? it's very masculine driving energy. Though. It really is. Um <laughs> And like, sure enough, he slams on his, they slam on their brakes. And then I, I hit my brakes pretty, pretty quick. And the lady behind me in an enormous Jeep, uh, she did not hit her brakes quick enough. And so she, she bumped me and we pull over into the little fire department thing that's right there. And she is like beside herself with making sure that I'm okay. She's like very, very concerned about my health and safety. Yeah. Didn't, didn't pro- she want to hug you or something? She hugged me. Oh, yeah. pro tip. This is the attitude you have to have when in any uh, altercation with another driver. Just like it wins you psychological bonus Absolutely. points. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, she's she's clearly so embarrassed. I'm like, it, this is really nobody's fault. Like, this is not a big deal. Except yeah. for the person that drove away. That it, was the only and the motherfucker that is... designed that intersection. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of the busiest streets like yeah. in the capital region. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that person. There, um, There is a reason why it happens like that. And it's just like a boring city planning thing. Yeah. Right? But it, it just, it sucks. And like, I mean, it just like Hoosick shouldn't exist. Hoosick is the worst street. <laughs> I've won the worst street I've been on since I lived in Tampa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything was fine. L- living in Florida really is like every street is like Hoosick. Oh, really? Yeah. Every, yeah. every street is like Hoosick, except, except it's worse. Fi- yeah. yeah. It's, the- it's five lanes wide. And, and it, it, there's just billboards. Every other billboard says don't die. Yeah. Or yeah. it's, or it's for a strip club. Or, nice. or, or, or a, a 1-800-ASK-GARY. Like, yeah, 1-800-ASK-GARY. Like, yeah, some sort of... Uh, wow, that brings back... <laughs> yeah, right? Doesn't that bring you back? It's an it's a ambulance chaser, like lawyers. Yeah. Um, that 1-800-ASK-GARY was so big that there was an... I saw Radiohead at the 1-800-ASK-GARY Amphitheater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Florida has like three um, 
uh, cycling uh, billboards. One is just TNA. The next is uh, pay attention to the road. Yep. <laughs> and then the third one yeah. is ask Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it, it is really just like 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 daring you to live <laughs> or or die. Yeah. Yeah. It's like look at this. Look at this. Look at these tits. Look at the tits. Look at the tits. Oh. It, Pay attention to the road. Look at the tits. Look at the tits. Pay attention to the road. Ask Gary. Yeah, and then, oh, you oh, didn't you pay attention to the road. Me. Now you need a lawyer. Alan, you're 100. Ask Gary. Tits, 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 well, tits. I'm glad you, you made it through in one piece. I'm um, glad she didn't want to call the cops. Yeah, that's I'm also I'm very good. glad that she did not want to call the cops. Because every single time they show up, it's just like one. It would have been a fucking hour. It would have. Horrible customer service. They're the worst, terrible. yeah. Rude. Yeah. Uh, not Not helpful. Just, just another one of those things where we can defund the police with is like you just need a report right yeah. we're in no fault state there's no investigation that's taking place we just need a third party report to say that it happened to yep. submit to an insurance company yeah that's the only thing you need there's no reason why someone with a gun needs to show up for that you know instagram should should uh have like instagram legal and then you're like, you know, at the side of the road, you just got in a, a little fender bender and you just click Instagram legal. And then it's live streams to a database that, you know, uh, records these records without cops. And you're just like, oh, yeah, I bumped into uh, th- this car. Uh, no fault. The other person is like, yep, same. And then you just click done and then walk away. And you have to that make sounds it. Amazing. And, and it is mandatorily uploaded to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, um, I, I was uh, talking to, you know, not a big deal or anything. I was talking to Nathan J. Robinson yesterday. He oh. was, he was uh, he's doing a research project. And he, he was like, you want a hand with that name you just dropped? I know, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, we were ta- we were talking about like all these different ways to um, uh, uh, defund, like, like make defunding the police sound a little bit more palatable. And one thing that I mentioned kind of off the cuff, and now it's it's one of those ideas that are kind of haunting me. I'm trying to decide, like trying to develop it a little bit is like how do you like sick the silicon valley disruption machine on cops right because so much of cop, so much of, of policing could be replaced with an app right like yeah. like the, yeah. like if you get hit if you know if, if there's like a fender bender yeah right why why can't your insurance company just like have an app that deals with that yeah they I mean, would require cameras yeah well, I mean, oh, so you're in favor of more surveillance. You want to you want to replace cops with cameras. Well, well I, th- I well, think if, the, if the cops, thing is we already okay, have London. <laughs> okay, well, if cops al- <laughs> if cops already have cameras strapped to their chest, yeah. like it's not. Well, like, there's no difference. I, I know there is a difference because if my car is driving around, I almost said twenty four seven. It doesn't drive twenty four seven, but all Yet. like all day everywhere Yet. it goes. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, and it's got a camera in the front and a camera in the back. Yeah. It's ta- it's it's documenting everything that yeah. happens around my car yeah yeah so w- would... that's different than sending a cop to a scene with a camera on well, yeah. well no i i think you just like you know you get into a fender bender you get out your insurance company's app has a report accident and you take out your phone and you go like here's the accident and it's done but your insurance company is going to want documentary evidence like they're gonna want a camera they're gonna want, yeah. want video and you of take the accident. A, and you take a they're photo going to want video of the accident occurring. No, they don't. Yes, they don't need it now. They, that's because they have cops. Yeah, but now you have instead you replace the authority of the police with the authority of a machine. 
that takes. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to work that I way. Take a picture. All right. So, I, so we, we've yeah. changed so many other things about society with just like instead of an entire institution where dozens of people make a living wage, you take a picture yeah. like that. Like we've done so many other things with that. Why can't we do that with cops? Because there are thousands of dollars at stake in any given car accident. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's thousands of dollars at stake in I don't know, like, uh, I, like I, 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 yeah, I th- so I, many restaurants have have there is, like put their entire livelihood on Grubhub and Seamless. I don't like, know. I want people to sound off about this. I want yeah. I want to hear from you. I think that there is no fucking chance in hell that your car insurance company is going to move to a model where you don't need police reports and you don't need cameras that are constantly running while you're driving your car Hmm. i think they're already moving in that direction i think in five years every car insurance company is going to require you to have a dash cam dash cam and a back cam that's Mm. running all the time they'll give you like a huge discount on it for having it yeah they, they, yeah. they already do that with like these little tracking things so like under your uh steering wheel like under the dashboard there's like a little port that a um a mechanic will plug into that reads all the error codes mm-hmm. in the the car's computer and i think it's progressive uh, sold this like little dongle that you'd plug into that thing and they'd give you a discount on your insurance if you kept that in there and it would track you, you. also get discounts for just having a dash cam yeah yeah you know what's interesting we get a dash cam. is yeah. uh places money. that are like high risk uh areas for social uh strife often don't have surveillance footage cameras around them like bars for example like won't have cameras out in front because if anything happens out in front they're therefore like compulsed to provide the video to authorities and stuff like that and like you know bar fights being as common as they are and more common than fights out in front of like most residences and stuff um they just like most bars won't have the last bar i worked in had a camera in every fucking nook and cranny that wasn't a bathroom or the front yeah like yeah everywhere else there was a camera like they literally just don't want to know and my boss loved <laughs> to remind us all that he was watching us all the time wherever he was, <laughs> so he was right. always watching because that's what the cameras are for right it's yeah. it's not yeah. to solve a crime or help he had or, one directly or about help the cash people. register it's, yeah it's well, yeah he minor. accused me of stealing money yeah. once yeah. i had never stolen from that place <laughs> in all the years i worked there yeah even though you well, should have and you totally i totally should have and i definitely could have so you know uh david's uh proposal of basically like distributed robocop uh everywhere uh would be an interesting uh thing i think that the idea might be better but i fear that the same problem we have with like self-selecting psychos becoming cops we're just now going to have like self-selecting psycho robotic algorithms that are also just going to volunteer to become cops absolutely no (laughs) let me clarify my, my proposal you you take all of the forces that have disrupted taxis and uh food delivery and um hotels hotels yeah yeah you take that and you force it at police officers which if it works the same way all those other things work it makes it convenient for you and terrible for the worker i.e the cop so what you're saying is kill the cop inside your head and put them in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I could see this ending in like the PBA basically putting out like hits on various like you know um, you know 
uh, pencil necked programmers for in Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and just yeah. like doing like gang shit, like in the parking lot of like Google or like, you know, um, I don't know. What's that robotic uh, self-driving company, Waymo? Yeah, right. Yeah, another alphabet company. All I'm saying is, like, I know more about the person that delivers my Chinese food than I know about a police officer that would write up an accident report. I want five stars. I want. (laughs) I want. I want a Yelp review. I want. I want to sick the Karens on the cops, so that. They're like, I, I waited 45 minutes for a police officer to show up for my accident report and just like, just like constantly barrage them with obnoxious quality of life shit. Because yeah. that's what mo- they mostly like foist on the, the communities that they ostensibly protect, right? Is these like quality of life bullshit things where they're just like, uh, you know, you're walking around with a, with a can that might be beer or something like that. You know, like, well, let's, let's throw it back at him. Yeah, I don't think anything could go wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I will say on the subject, though, is that, you know, Uber and Lyft and Airbnb and Grubhub and DoorDash and all these services haven't exactly been great for consumers either. Oh, no. no. Well, yeah, they now, slowly ratchet up the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, price yeah, goes yeah. up. They the, get monopoly rents, yeah. Yeah, the price goes up, the quality of service goes down. Like, it's not just bad for the people on the delivery end of that service. It's yeah, but, also but here bad we're already consumers. dealing with a monopoly on the state's use of violence. So, like, there's no, like, what's the, what's the difference? Well, let us know what you think. com. <laughs> Should we turn policing into an app? It's a hot take. I like it. I mean, I'm not I, saying turn policing into an app. I'm saying use the apps at the police as one of a, a, as a disciplinary force. Studies. That is a yeah. distinction. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. It is a completely, is basically, totally different. Basically, we need okay. a, a race to the bottom, but for policing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. No, but, no, but you no, know, it's a terrible thing. No, I do like the idea, though. I do have to say, I do like the idea of not having to compulsively involve a police officer for things that me too can, i just don't be... think it should be an app <laughs> i think the like cities, a letter i think like municipalities letter, and counties box. should hire people to go to scenes of accidents and write reports and yeah. just, I, I, no... I agree with that too yeah. but how do you wrest that power away from police not is, with an app it is using the same forces that we've used on teachers so you on want to yeah. destroy the nurses. master's house with I, the master's yeah. tool I, I think the, I, I think we could use like yeah. one of them to at least weaken this like really really powerful sector that has had uninterrupted union support for a century. Yeah. Well, you have you, at like first these I thought are... this was a bit, but now I think that you're <laughs> no, no, I am, I am serious. You, you, yeah, I was. I, it was a bit when I was talking about doing the uh, IG legal. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I do think that like these are really these tools are designed to destroy labor power, and police have uninterrupted. For a century, organized labor power. Yeah, and that's what these are ultimately designed for: is to weaken the power of labor and concentrate the power of capital. And if we can like use that to weaken cops, and then like in the moment like change things because it will start to suck, like everything else does. Mm. You open up opportunities mm. to for for better reform. Mm. I don't. How, I don't know. Yeah, all right. How about should, how about this? We should move on, but I, I because we have so much to talk about today. But like, I don't know. I think I, I I'm I'm incubating the idea. I'm thinking about. It. All yeah, right. No, I want you to keep cooking it. I, I want to hear where it goes. 
I would like to see a algorithmically generated America's funniest um, body cams that <laughs> happens where, like, you know, you can't ever, can't turn them off. They're all being uploaded, you know, to the cloud, but the cloud has a sick sense of humor. And it goes around and it picks the, the, the funniest, you know, things like um, the, the FBI officer that's doing a backflip in the club and then drops his pistol and then yeah. fires and shoots somebody in the leg. And it's like, wang. There's <laughs> <laughs> like an audience, way, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> audience laughing and clapping. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Bob Saget could, could host that too. Yeah, like definitely. just bring him back, but he, but gets, he gets to swear this yeah, time. Yeah, he, get, he gets to say cusses. <laughs> and he he's like, to say the cusses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> and then, and then it's like a a cop like doing uh, like doing the cabbage patch in front of like like uh, a bunch of middle schoolers, and, and his his gun falls off, and he shoots himself in the dick, and he's like, and he's like, oh no, and he's like, and Bob Saget's like, ain't cab, am I right? <laughs> right, yeah. Bob Saget goes the aristocrats. <laughs> 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 all right all right all right let's get to some something something that's not as harebrained as this <laughs> i'm sorry david i'm really shitting on you aren't i <laughs> i love you and i support you but all right wait till i come out with my five thousand word current affairs article on the topic i can't wait right? to read it's it gonna, i can't wait to read gonna, it yeah it's gonna convince you we should do a whole bonus episode on it just really think it out so speaking of bad ideas that will kill you uh <laughs> Uh, Israel says that the Pfizer vaccine allows infections but prevents severe illness. Uh, they have a study going about this. Um, I don't. Is it against BDS to like cite an Israeli study? Yeah. No. No. This yeah. is. Oh no, wow. Oh, I'm, no. I'm yes, ask you no. to protest this episode. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It, it's um, uh, Operation Paperclip rules apply. Um, scientific knowledge uh, obtained <laughs> even by. Um, you know, states that are uh, doing massive human rights violations, it's still science. Yeah. That's and therefore, you, I, you, what are you going to do? Throw away useful data because it was evilly obtained? I don't know. Think about it. All right. So a, a new study released this week from Israel's health ministry found that while the Pfizer bio... bio how do you call... Who you, how do you pronounce that? BioNTech? BioNTech? Yeah, sure. BioNTech. The... the um. The capitalization suggests BioNTech. So Pfizer BioNTech <laughs> vaccine is highly effective at preventing severe COVID-19 cases caused by the Delta variant, um, although it was much less effective than the health agency previously thought at protecting people from infection, right? So we're talking about uh, symptoms, like actually feeling bad when you get it, and, and, and then like the virus actually like multiplying in inside yeah, you yeah, and yeah. also therefore being spreadable yes, through you like right, in yeah. your you know bioaerosols yeah. right uh so here so how the israeli health agency said that for symptomatic covid-19 covid-19 cases the vaccine was found to offer just about 41% protection against the delta variant with an overall effectiveness of 39% for preventing delta variant infections that's not good. That's not no. very good. Thirty nine percent. That's a F. Yeah. If you're taking a test, right. However, uh, um, that the initial Israeli report was challenged by a public health uh, England study released by the New in the New England Journal of Medicine. How the fuck? Wait, hold on. 
how is England allowed to publish in the New England Journal of Medicine? We made the New England because the old England sucked. <laughs> they don't get to publish in our journal. Anyway, um, uh, that that study found that uh, the two-dose Pfizer vaccine was 88% effective against the Delta variant. Hmm. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So big spread here. Yeah. yeah no kidding. Yeah, all right. Yeah. It just goes to show we don't know fucking. We don't fucking know what's going on. Huge, huge gaps in our knowledge about this shit. Yeah, but I mean, like a a, a big takeaway here, though, is that um, that th- this Israeli study also found that um, between this was conducted between June twentieth and July seventeenth, so that's very recent, right? Uh, that um, the two dose. Uh, Pfizer BioNTech inoculation was roughly 88% effective at preventing hospitalization due to the Delta variant and about 91% effective at protecting against severe cases. But again, huge mm. asterisk. Like, we don't know the long term effects of having this. We don't understand, uh, like, what it means to have an asymptomatic case. And of course, you know, you are nonetheless, uh, um, probably maybe again we're not sure like you know able to transmit the virus when in the in the period of time in which you were infectious yeah and of course so. more transition means more <clears throat> transmission means more variants means yeah. stronger strains that are harder to fight yeah, yeah. very exciting yeah very exciting world we live in today yeah, yeah. It, it, i'm starting to really feel that like this little blip at least upstate new york has been experiencing like this summer where we're mask off and business as usual and most of us are vaccinated and we feel way safer than we did you know four or five months ago yeah it's um, that it's temporary yeah, yeah it definitely yeah. is that's why i'm trying to enjoy it while i can yeah, yeah. live it the fuck up in in florida right now their infection rates i was looking at this this morning their infection rates are as bad as they were in february yep and I was listening to Reuters and in a bunch of uh, uh, hospitals throughout the country, the severity of the ICU uh, treatments are all up. Like, for example, yeah. like one hospital was saying that they only, you know, in- in- intubated um, or, or sorry, uh, ventilated, um, used, put people on ventilators. Uh, yeah, ventilating intubated. someone sounds like you shot them in there. Yeah, no, so, but um, ventilator use was like 100% in, yeah. for everybody in the ICU you with the delta variant yeah and yeah it's really bad and yeah. then as you were saying though even getting the vax like drastically reduces the severity of whatever you know um uh, uh the severity of any type of illness you get from it mm-hmm. um but it doesn't necessarily stop the transmission as much and yeah, i mean 97 percent of new hospitalizations are unvaccinated people or the 99% uh, of the people who die. 97% of hospitalizations. Are all unvaccinated? Let yeah, me, I think it's something let me, like that. Let me oh, fact wow. check yeah, okay, that yeah. real time. Yeah, so I'll uh, you know, fill, fill time while, while you're, you're doing uh, professional research here, right? Is that, um, yeah, it, it's... <laughs> there are... Um, I was right. Yeah. Okay. Ninety-eight plus percent of COVID deaths and ninety-seven percent of hospitalizations are now among unvaccinated. So get vaxxed. I'm sorry. Like it, just do it. Like the science is overwhelmingly in favor of being vaxxed if you can. And like the thing about this this um, uh, virus is like it is endemic. You're going to get it, and therefore, like 
There's extremely strong scientific evidence that suggests that getting vaccinated is your best chance for surviving it. Yeah. And so just fucking get it. You know, like, I don't know, probably nobody who listens to us is like a holdout on being vaccinated. Well, I mean, there or, are like, look, I haven't seen any numbers. I think most of the people who are refusing to get it are chuds. But there are also plenty of people from marginalized communities, people who are like, you know, black and indigenous people who are queer LGBTQ who are like rightfully skeptical about letting the government shoot things into their body because of a long history of the government doing that in a bad for bad means mm -hmm. um for bad ends but which is a really crucial point though right is like you know regardless of whether or not you agree with that in the here and now is you know the generic uh um takeaway from that is when governments break trust with their population they are less capable of dealing with emergencies yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I Institutions require public trust yeah. to work effectively. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that you should get <laughs> vaccinated. I hope that you do. It's really important. I imagine most of the people listening to this already are. Um, and I also understand if you have reservations based on a long history of structural oppression and um, still, I think you should get vaccinated. Do it anyway. Honestly, sorry, but I don't want you to die. I don't want anybody listening to this die. Look, I, I'm a I'm a cis straight white guy. I got the Pfizer vaccine. I'm I, like, at least they told me that's what it was. I don't know. Maybe they look at they're like, okay, black person, you know, go get the 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 syphilis. In the, you in don't have to answer in, in that do. question when you so, yeah. when you make your appointment. Yeah, yeah. and, 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 and also well, let's do Tuskegee experiment 2.0. Well, you know, one like of the things they're doing that, that I don't know. That I wouldn't I put it past them. So I was listening to a debate on this between um, two uh, uh, black people. One was a radio ho show host and the other one was like some historian or like um, uh, scientists of some degree speaking with authority on the Tuskegee experiments. And they're talking about how in the Tuskegee experiments, they weren't injected with syphilis. The issue was that they were, they were simply not treated right. yeah. because they wanted to see how bad it would get, which is horrible and fucked up and Awful. i think they weren't told that they had it the information that they had it was withheld if i remember correctly mm. maybe maybe not i don't know yeah anyway, I, don't, go ahead. I, I don't know the details on it the and point is that american scientists like watched black people die of a preventable on it yeah of a preventable yep. illness yeah just to see basically what happens yeah. which is interesting like at those moments where like oh so uh medical studies solely on black people are generalizable to the population until uh it you require to like think about black people as people and then they are a separate race that and like maybe there's different there's important differences between black people and white people that require us to think deeply about whether or not we should treat them equally yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. you know until it comes to like generalizable health when it's, information when it's convenient. about yeah. infections when yeah. it's convenient yeah, yeah. And, and ultimately like you know the 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 takeaway i had from watching this debate was just like they were saying the the sticks and carrots as far as like these powerful institutions we can't really trust are just so oriented right now to actually giving everybody the effective vaccine because that's how business can continue to operate yeah and therefore like i don't know it's more trustworthy or whatever but it would be difficult to run any kind of like either controlled experiment program or even something more nefarious at scale in something like this. That seems like it would be very challenging. I don't know. There's better people to speak on that than, than me, but 
Yeah, like the the level of uh, conspiracy would have to get all the way down to like the CVS tech, like right. who's giving it to you. They'd yeah. have to be like yeah. involved yeah, exactly. in like this racist, fucked up, like you know, guinea pigging and stuff. I mean, and we're I think all... if CVS techs were being told, give the black people this different. We file. would hear about we would it. Probably hear about it. Yeah, it'd be all over yeah. IG. I mean, I don't know. It'd be all over IG. They'd be they'd be ticking on the talks all about it. Uh, but I love yeah. we love you, and we hope you get vaccinated. Yeah, how's that? That's that's accurate. Yeah. So I, now is time to talk about like why the chuds. Yeah, let's do vaccinated. that. Let's do that. Yeah. So this is this was like front page news of the New York Times Sunday edition, right? Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Is that uh, um, this uh, absolute piece of shit uh, who looks like um, Lurch from the Adams Family. He does. Yeah. <laughs> this Lurch-ass motherfucker. His name is Joseph Mercola, who lives in, guess what? Florida. From Cape Coral, Florida, he is 67 years old, he is an osteopathic physician, which means he is not a real doctor. And, and, um, <laughs> what is osteo- osteopathy? O- osteopathy. That, that means bullshit in, Osteo- in, 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 in uh, Latin. It, it means o- bullshit. It, doesn't it mean, like, bone disease? Osteopathy? Like, osteoporosis? Um, no, I'm gonna say it means bullshit. <laughs> Uh, Latin is a made-up language invented by <laughs> aliens to control humans. Uh, so, um, the <laughs> so th- this this asshole Mer- Mercola, it, um, he it, he's been. This is might be a little awkward for the New York for the 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 failing New York Times. He's been a New York Times best-selling author. <laughs> he comes out with a book like almost every year. Uh, with with you know like this is for real like a a, a a thing that he has put out there is that the springs in your mattress concentrate radiation. That's so cool. That's a cool. That's just cool, man. <laughs> and that you see, and, and this is like obvious, obviously, this guy is just like scammed the fuck up. Like he he's doing more multi level marketing schemes his, than that girl that you knew from o- high school. Like he's just so fucking. He's worth over a hundred yeah. million dollars. Yes, he's wow. a doctor and an author, and yeah. he's worth over a wow. hundred million dollars. And and I have to imagine that the thought process of mattress springs give you radiation poisoning comes from a Casper mattress deal, right? <laughs> like, this guy has to, like, have, I'm like... I'm it's Casper. It's probably the purple... Yeah, right, something. It's going to be some mattress. sort of, like, internet mattress company that are like, we will, fa- we will give you so much fucking money if you... <laughs> Selling yeah. mattresses on your platform in your newsletter or whatever. Yeah, it's like the dude who sells like the 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 soap. That's like all oh, the soaps are bullshit. You you you've been using stupid shit on your body for way too long. <laughs> like like, do you know that your springs in your mattress are actually made of depleted uranium? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, give you an idea of his this guy this Mercola's reach. Um. His articles are regularly translated into multiple languages. He has millions of uh, followers on Facebook and hundreds of thousands on Twitter. And yeah, he publishes like best-selling books like almost every year about stuff like your mattress is giving you cancer or like, you know, uh, uh, free radicals come from, you know, uh, people who don't believe that 
me, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like uh, I'm a free radical. Yeah. You are a free I radical, a, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Mercola was listed, um, in this, this is, this is, this is cringe. What do you call it? I guess you call it like a think tank or, you know, whatever, uh, released a report called, uh, the disinformation dozen. So oh shit. Yeah. Very cringe. The dirty disinformation yeah. dozen. The triple <laughs> D. <laughs> But you know what's really fucking funny is that also on there is uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, but also, uh, this woman named Erin Elizabeth, who is his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because <laughs> she runs um, Health Nut News, emphasis on nut, uh, where she, um, yeah, I mean, just like all of these people... Including also on there is like Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram, who both said stuff about uh, uh, COVID vaccines being maybe not good. Yeah. Even yeah. though uh, uh, Tucker definitely has gotten the vaccine, and like they're well, all they're, these yeah. motherfuckers, yeah. all these yeah. people that are spreading this inf- misinformation, they're not dummies. Yeah, Trump fuck- has a vaccine. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. fucking all like. It, did you see that um, the 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 question about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene? They're like, did you get the vaccine? And she was like, that question is a HIPAA violation, <laughs> which is like a dodge. That's in not a how hip, That's also not how HIPAA works. <laughs> yeah. Anybody's allowed. I can ask anybody anything about their medical history, and I'm not violating any laws by doing it. Yeah. yeah. Like, am I? Am, if I am like trying, if I'm in the middle of hiring you for a job, <laughs> like that's a problem. Did, you, did like, you see what she said when they asked her how she felt about children dying from COVID, no. and she started cackling? What? You know, there are children, skinny people, who have died of the coronavirus. Do you feel any responsibility? <laughs> Tia, you cracked me up. Um, you know what? I think people's responsibility is their own. Yeah. <laughs> the North Country, not sending... Oh, no, no, she's from Georgia. I'm, I confuse yeah, her Georgia. with Stefanik. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to do. Yeah. Peach Country, not sending their best. Not sending their best. So, uh, here's something about, uh, here's a little background on, uh, Dr. Mercola, native of Chicago, started a small private practice in 1985 in Schaumburg, Illinois. In the nineties, he began shifting to natural health medicine and opened his main website, Mercola.com, uh, that's to a share. Good get. Yeah. Yeah. Get your own is. last name is yeah. your, yeah. That's I mean, it's in the nineties. So like he could, he could have gotten like naturalhealth.com or something probably and and, <laughs> and just it just sold that and, i think and they're just mad that this guy's a fucking pimp. success like, he yeah was yeah on, he was on the internet in the 90s like yeah. i mean he knows he knows how to how to play the game the site urges people to take control of your health in 2003 he published a book this, see this is why i actually hate him he published a book called the no grain diet which became yeah. a new york times bestseller oh, grains wow. are delicious all right it yeah. does not like the anti-grain rhetoric i don't, that's I don't like anti-grain rhetoric i don't i don't like uh a, a, the 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 anti-gluten rhetoric we should all apologize to gluten people with cel- <laughs> celiac disease you you are valid yeah you obviously. are valid and, and you are ac- and they're actually hurt as our they are uh, as yeah. friend of the show jen has told us like like people who have a deadly allergic reaction to gluten it's celiac are, is not deadly it can't be it absolutely can be you can you can ha- die you from shit yourself ca- to death yeah okay well, well I, no, I mean, I, I, i'm sorry yeah you, you can get like some very serious reactions from celiac disease see yeah I, you I, get serious like shits it's very it's horrible yeah. but i think i think Brittany and i are experiencing the um uh the the the, the memory of just being absolutely sure we were going to die and then not 
dying after having like really bad shits um and thus we think it's impossible to die from a shit because <laughs> <laughs> look i've pooped my pants like the best of them you know like i get it i've i've but... <laughs> i've shit my pants many times yeah. i have terrible shits okay celiac disease is ultimately fatal in 10 to 30 percent of people so i would like to apologize to that's a high everyone. percent yeah high... yeah jeez yeah uh but so, but th- this guy's muddying the waters, mud, you know, with mud pies, of uh, with um, this, th- you know, saying like, you know, like you, oh, you know, grains are yeah, the, like the very basic staple crop that allowed civilization to exist. Yeah, also it's like, bad, it's like bad for you. Just just shout out real quick to flower ambassador, um, Nicole Amy Halloran. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 Amy Halloran. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she, I I think I've told her everyone should apologize for gluten, and she wanted to get <laughs> make a shirt. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I apologize to gluten, but yeah, she's she's a local grain historian. Yeah, um, she knows all about our relationship with grain throughout the ages. Yeah, so, um, uh, so yeah, so here's here's an example. So that's the background of Mercola, just sort of like rise to prominence through like bullshit natural health shit. But here's um, here's something about his audience. Um, his official language, uh, English language Facebook page has over 1.7 million followers. Damn. His Spanish language page has a million followers. Damn. Uh, he has 17 other Facebook pages that appear to be run by him or were closely connected to his business. He has nearly 300,000 followers on Twitter and 400,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. Um, so, uh, yeah. Do they have like a picture of the disinformation dozen like all around like a glowing orb or something with like their hand on it? Like go team. They, sh- they should. Yeah. I mean, like basically, um, he's been uh, fined by the, you know, the, the, um, the, the FTC for like millions of dollars multiple times. Yeah. That's like the interest he gets on his YouTube yeah. uh, ad revenue. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just YouTube like, not... doesn't, YouTube won't allow him to have a monetized oh, really? account. Oh yeah. really? They, they have tried to crack down. It's not like they haven't done anything about this guy. Yeah, like, like this guy's notorious enough that he's like, he's had content removed or labeled as misinformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, Facebook doesn't allow him to run ads on his page. YouTube uh, doesn't allow him to receive any monetary gain from ads run on his huh. page. Uh, in 2012, Dr. Mercola began writing about the virtues of tanning beds. He argued that <laughs> he nice. argued that they reduced the chances of getting cancer <clears throat> while also selling tanning beds with names like Vitality and Delight for $1,200 to $4,000 each. Many yeah. of the articles were based on discredited studies. For that, he was um, uh, set- he settled and sent $2.95 million in refunds to customers who bought the tanning beds. Wow. Uh, the FDA has issued warning letters to him uh, in 05, 06, and 2011, and has fined him millions of dollars as well. Oh, uh, but he is obviously making so much fucking money that even these million-dollar fines, uh, he's, he, ha- he employs dozens of people. Uh, he has the best lawyers. Has, yeah. <laughs> has a giant office in Cape Coral, Florida. And, um... And he's he's it's still pretty, doing pretty good. It it's seems pretty like. crazy that spreading misinformation that literally leads to people dying isn't a crime, like a crime crime, like not just something you get censure for uh, on your Facebook and YouTube ad revenue and shit, but like straight up, like go you, to jail. Yeah, like you're hurting people. 
like straight up, like actually leading to hundreds of thousands of uh, avoidable deaths. <laughs> like you are literally um, doing actual crime. Yeah. I mean, like the thing I mean, that, I, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a violation of people's constitutional rights. Yeah. You have the freedom of speech. Yeah, but there's the whole limits on that, like screaming fire in a theater when there isn't one. Or, you know, like, there, there's actual limits to the freedom of speech, inclusive of, I think, like, literally advocating for people to, like, wear depleted uranium jewelry because it, like, helps their vitality or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, you're literally causing harm directly, like, knowingly. Okay, so the limitations to freedom of speech are those that could result directly in, like, grievous bodily harm or death in another person. I'm not sure that you can make the, that strong of a connection between any of this shit. Tanning to, beds being good for you? I mean, yeah. I think the courts would strike that down. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But... And how do you regulate any of that shit? Yeah, no, these I don't are all know. good I questions. Mean, I, I don't I'm have honestly, good like, answers I, I'm not them. a I'm huge fan of... a little of, surprised, that's all. I, I'm not a huge fan of, like, expanding the ways in which people can go to jail. Fair enough. Like, I don't I'm, really think that we need more of those. I and get, they're, and yeah. they're not applied in any sort of just or effective way in most instances. I'm not advocating for more people being thrown into cages necessarily. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. I guess I'm just saying if we're going to, as a society, have rules where we say these things are verboten, like, you know, hurting someone directly, like, that is a crime. Like, however we deal with that, you know, in in terms of punishment and or... um, uh, trying to make people better and not harmful to others um, is, you know, an open question. But, like, it just seems that, like, literally spreading information to millions and millions of people that will directly lead to bodily injury and spreading of uh, extremely virulent and, you know, of deadly diseases falls into that category of what we as a society have determined is crime. We, we just need to get more creative here and, like, say that, you know, a judge needs to force him to do everything that he tells other people to do right so so he has to subsist completely on like kale smoothies or Uh something whatever the fuck you've been telling people to eat every day yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. eight hours just all day sleep in a tanning bed at night the whole time uh apparently he won't have any cancer can't get the vaccine um has to like probably wear like nine different bracelets to protect against <laughs> every kind of cell phone radiation which means no cell phones he doesn't get a cell phone because that's that, a very that's a very creative and good idea yeah, yeah, yeah he just needs to do everything he says oh every single thing and and like have like a court ordered like like person follow him around to make sure that he is uh, following to a t everything he tells his millions well we of get followers. him the app yeah we get him the surveillance app yeah, that go. shows and, and what has, we're all doing yeah he, all he's gotta do like a my fitness pal thing and he's like okay yeah i, I ate like a thousand goji berries and now and like I definitely didn't eat a pizza. Like, if but if that dude ever gets caught eating a pizza, like he should be fined like a billion dollars. Yeah, just Just take all his money. Yeah. Oh man. Unless he publishes, and so see, then you'll get him publishing stuff. Is he corrects himself because he can get out of those things by publishing good things that he was a liar. That brains are good. Yeah. Or he no. Or he can just change and start saying like, pizza makes you happy. 
It turns out that yeah, uh, you know. but people won't listen. The people who like him for these things won't won't his platform will be useless if he starts doing that. Yeah, because that's not what people are tuning in for. There, it's such a weird desire to have like a niche set of scientific beliefs that are, go completely against the consensus. That is like something that is way more common than I would have thought. That people are like, no, actually, all of the experts are actually in a conspiracy against our general well-being. And therefore, like, really, it's um, cell phones are the worst thing in the world. Cell phone? That's more like self-own. Am I right? That's a, that's good. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna put that on a on yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like that. I I think this this connects very well to our earlier discussion about like failure of institutions that require trust. Right? Is that like when you have a healthcare system that is very blatantly run by uh, ghouls that want uh, that have a profit motive, and then you have doctors who like show up for like two minutes like i i when i got the thing in my eye from taking down ceiling tiles yeah yeah right like i spent what was it like an hour over an hour in the the ophthalmologist's office i saw the doc the actual doctor for like two minutes did they yeah. drem- did they dremel it out oh i actually didn't have anything in my eye it was it was a corneal abrasion oh okay that's a great corneal abrasion nice. which which took like him sitting down doing the light thing is like boop, 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 boop. I don't see it corneal abrasion and just like walked out like hey that that's, didn't explain what a corneal abrasion was that's which I, ruthless efficiency yeah yeah and well, I'm here for it yeah I mean like <laughs> I like I, yeah I don't need him to be, to like hold my hand and go I'm sorry sir you have a corneal abrasion it will you will be uncomfortable for three days you know like I don't need that I don't yeah but like I also don't need like him to make like five hundred thousand dollars a year for that yeah. you know, like, well, I don't I like another thing is a lot of these movements are are composed. By, in large part by women of mm-hmm. women yes i don't know what the exact gender divide is but i know when you go to the facebook pages and the instagram accounts and the twitters and you know you see videos of people protesting there are a lot of women and women have a lot of very good reasons to be skeptical of the medical establishment mm-hmm. it's very hard to get doctors to listen to us when something is wrong with us um our concerns are dismissed uh even sometimes by other women doctors like i've had that experience um and so i'm not saying that that i'm not uh, that's not to justify anything i'm not but i do think that there it's just is context like you were saying just, earlier yeah. about black and brown indigenous people as it relates to the covid uh vaccine exactly yeah i mean women have very good reasons to not trust the medical establishment um so yeah i mean the entire medical establishment was stolen from you in the first place right it was like women it was like a uh women and care workers it was like health was quote unquote women's work until met like essentially we create a bunch of medical societies and boards staffed completely by men who said that women can't do it It essentially when (laughs) yeah when care moved from like the church to a for-profit system yeah really when that happens yeah and even before that like the whole uh witch trials in colonial america and they're like you know most of the that was around like women who are herbalists and especially in europe it was much worse in europe yeah yeah. they're like uh here like this you know botanical will help help your toothache and like somebody or give you an abortion yeah and then somebody who's like that main, was always the real problem yeah, yeah, yeah main prescription was like leeches and bloodletting was like uh yeah no we're gonna have to burn you for that 
Like, yeah. that's sorry, you're not cutting dark... people's arms open. You're making them eat flowers. And that really freaks us out. Yeah. That's that super really gay. I'm sorry. You yeah. made a man eat flowers. <laughs> that's so gay. <laughs> you're like in touch with like a polytheistic pantheon of gods that we don't recognize. So look, this guy can't sleep, and you gave him chamomile when clearly he needs a leech put on his dick. All right, because his bile is is out of whack uh, all right and drink a liter him, of mercury yeah yeah clearly this like this is science you wouldn't understand because your uterus is wandering around your body all right boy is it oh, i'm so sorry on behalf of men and science yeah you guys ruin everything men and science just the two worst forces in fucking, human history fucking terrible get rid of all of them so some folks who aren't from around here may not be familiar with the story, but um, Hoosick Falls, which is in Rensselaer County, it's it's pretty, it's what, 20 minutes from us? Less? Yeah, just about. 20 minutes um, east. Yeah. yeah. And they had, uh, in 2015, it was revealed that they had really horrible water contamination with a substance called PFOA that has a chemical name that I'm not going to bother trying to say because it's complicated, but it's basically used to make nonstick products. And uh, they had their residents were noticing like higher rates of sort of uncommon cancers. And so um, after the death of a loved one, a man named Michael Hickey uh, did a few water sample tests from some private wells that were in the, in the village and he found very high levels of PFOA, um, which has been linked to lots of different types of cancer. So, basically, this factory—maybe you want to take over, David. So oh yeah. I don't... Well, uh, the, so um, it, it was his fa- Michael Hickey's father, his father, that, yeah, that died of kidney cancer, and he worked at the factory for thirty-two years. Died at sixty-eight, and. Um, uh, this is a Saint Gobain factory, right? Yes. Which yeah. they they had bought from some other um, uh, manufacturer before that. 3M, that was, I think. Yeah, that well, was also using the materials. So, um, the, is it? So th- this story is interesting. Well, we're talking about not only because it 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 happened nearby, not only because it falls into our wheelhouse of like environmental concern and and democracy and stuff, but it also kind of falls into this like larger conversation about like yeah it was saint gobain at some point but this want this single like spot right where pfoas have been uh leaching into the groundwater which also we looked several times dear listener into multiple different um as to articles about like how yeah, we want to know, like, were they dumping it? Was it, like, a crack in their drainage line? Like, you know... They d- I did read that they found high levels of PFO, a PFO uh, at a dump site, which oh, suggests okay. that maybe they were getting rid of equipment. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know for sure, but... Yeah. This one site has been owned by a lot of companies, right? Uh, um, St. Cobain Performance Plastics was one, but... Honeywell International, which, uh, and later 3M and DuPont. And then there's like subsidiaries also. Like there is, um, I think something like, I was reading somewhere like almost a dozen like companies have had some stake in this site at some point. Wow. Which, uh, uh, you know, and, and if they've been manufacturing, you know, non, you know, the precursors to nonstick stuff. So that's like Teflon or like any, um, uh, 
material like a like a rug or something that says it's like stain resistant probably has this pfoa in it um uh, which also you know like (laughs) uh these people definitely are getting cancer from it being in their drinking water but who knows what you're getting from it being on your clothes and in your pots and pans and always wash your clothes before you wear them the first time folks it's very important that you do that Mm -hmm. and don't use fabric softener it's not good for you yeah so like um this uh uh if you go to uh, this website, Mercola.com, they'll, they'll tell you all the different things <laughs> that uh, are killing you um, because there is depleted uranium in your uh, mattress springs. No, um, uh, the, the, I mean, it's, it's just like incredible just like how um, uninterested all of these companies, right? This is not a bad actor problem just by virtue of the fact that so many different companies... Um, have had their name on the door uh, uh, at this site. And, and one of the reasons why uh, this terrible chemical hasn't been, like, monitored uh, for leakage in from, like, any of these companies is because even the EPA doesn't track, like, this chemical in most drinking water. And I say most because Husik Falls, the town, a town of, like, a little over 6,000 people, right? Um, if your town is that small, your drinking water supply doesn't get tested as often. Yep. Hmm. So, and a yeah. lot of people in Hoosick Falls use private wells. Right. And that never gets tested. Yeah. Unless you test it yourself. Unless you test it yourself. Because it's your private well. Which you very much should. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so this underscores a couple of things, right? Like, one is uh, uh, the glo- globalization, right? And the constant churning and moving and changing of owners of the means of production, uh, how little they give a shit about the specific places where they make stuff, uh, how the government is largely uh, captured by these organizations, by these companies, and uh, doesn't test for things that they otherwise should to protect not only the workers, but the people just living around the factory. And then also the fact that, like, uh, uh, even in general, we don't test our water for, like, all the different things that we put in it from all the other stuff that we do, you yeah. know? And, and we can copy and paste this argument for not only, like, Teflon precursors, but also, like, uh, uh, medications and... Antibiotics. Antibiotics, right? Yeah, like, all, all these other... The um, chemicals that are making the frogs gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, the, all these gay chemicals. Getting them high. <laughs> Yeah, uh, are like are just like inner groundwater, and and that's not like, even on top of like E. coli and just like shit that literal shit, right? <laughs> that, that could be in your water, uh, for uh for for any number of very of na- of quote unquote natural reasons, right? Like we we don't um keep track of how clean this our our, our water is, and it's it's almost like cosmically. It's a cosmic gumbo. I've been watching, <laughs> been watching the second season of uh, I Think You Should Leave. Yeah. But um, no, it, it's a um, it, it's just so fucked up because Hoosick Falls, if you go there, there is a sign that says New York's best drinking water, 1987. Like yeah. it was voted. Yeah. Like, so like this is another thing is like maybe if you're also if you're not from around here, um, gonna like, you know, stunt on you for a second and just say we have the best drinking water we do our water rules yours sucks yep. i don't even know where you live it's better than yours yeah it's better than yours um, it, and however, if you just like put one filter on your on your water at home yeah. it's it's like it's incredible you it can tastes like it. evian yeah. yeah uh but 
asterisk, we leave open the possibility that 20 years from now, some random citizen is going to do a scientific measure of the water that we're currently drinking and find like parts per trillion of something super fucking oh, absolutely. Like, no, deadly yeah. that we're drinking and claiming. No, it, I just mean it's like the best tasting. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's all I mean. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, like it could the, be full P- of like, like horrible meth or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, PFOA doesn't have a taste, right? And yeah. like the, in the, in the toxi- toxicity level that they're finding is like in the parts per trillion. Which is right. insane that's like yeah. acid levels yeah that's like you know things that are you so extremely difficult to measure like parts per trillion yeah so like it's so i i bring that up not because like oh it tastes so good so like obviously there's nothing wrong with it it's that like unlike say florida where like it, fucking swamp water. yeah we're like in, the, in a case of last resort like you may have to drink tap water if you're go- about to die or something there's a hurricane and that's yeah. what you have yeah. yeah and like your tub your dirty tub is filled with your pond scum municipal tap water you well, know like, like maybe you know but but up here in this particular region like people drink their tap water like a oh lot. Yeah. yeah my entire life yeah well see chris you've lived around here your whole life well also uh worcester which yeah. has also really good tap water right yeah yeah but you don't know tasting. how bad yeah. huge parts of the country have. yeah but when yeah. i worked at applebee's in sarasota which is a big uh tourist town and we used to get people in from all over the country to come vacation and they were across the board horrified by our tap water like just could not drink it it's pretty gross yeah and there are places just like all around this country that just have crappy tasting tap water but up here it's just like it's it's a lot it's of people the drink best water. baby uh, we're drinking here <laughs> <laughs> we're so fucking hydrated they sell bottled new york city tap water in, in miami. miami yeah i bought some oh shit it's it was called, good it's called nyc 20 yep <laughs> really yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. And you know, and there will be like pizza places that claim that they like ship New York City tap water to make their bread dough. Like, wow, because you, you know, make because bread in Florida fucking sucks. It's because of the water. Yeah, because of the water, like the water sucks. Wow. So, um, is it all the gator piss? Like, <laughs> it's the limestone oh, and yep. the fact that it's a swamp. Yeah, like yep, it's not. Do it. It's a swamp. All, all of the water from in florida is ground source aquifer water and the more you pump out of it the more salt water intrusion happens oh shit you, you yeah we talked about this yeah. on the it, um the episode with the uh the building collapse right yeah it was just like a bunch of also fre- sinkholes fresh water filtered through that that limestone uh like essentially a rock that looks like a sponge it gets filtered through there but then like as you're pumping it out it leaves a void and it draws in salt water from like under the ground right so it's not like rising sea levels like is the, the problem peninsula. Yeah, yeah it's just like water is coming up from from underground uh so um yeah your, your water it's salty it's sulfury that's the other funny thing is if you ever go to saint augustine um where like the so-called fountain of youth is expected to was like supposed to yeah, exist Ponce de Leon, yeah, supposedly. yeah yeah and, and like there's a site where you can yeah there's like a wax statue of ponce de leon and they're like this is the water that he drank just melting in the sun <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah he's like you can you can drink the water that ponce de leon drank and, and you take a sip and you're like <laughs> yeah it tastes yeah. like bad eggs yeah it tastes 
horrible. <laughs> yeah. And they, they like... They, That's probably why he thought it was magical, because yeah. it was like, this is the most disgusting water I've ever seen in my life. It must have magical properties. Well, the, the tour... Well, how did it get this disgusting? Well, whatever doesn't kill you, right? <laughs> Makes right? you younger. Yeah. <laughs> the, the tour guide will tell you that it just goes to show how disgusting it was like to live on a boat. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like if you were like... Yeah, a, maybe. Yeah. yeah, if you like came over on a boat from from spain like you were drinking rum and then like your own piss <laughs> so it's like, because 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 uh, ponce de leon writes about how sweet and delicious it is wow really yeah that's so weird it's but it tastes disgusting but that's not the first place he landed y- yeah so which it, he's got like bad he taste went to other places in the caribbean <laughs> anyway he, this is a little far afield of our yeah, topic but yeah. it is fascinating um so <laughs> Uh, So on top of all this, right, everything we've already said, here's a quote from the article. Hickey began researching the chemicals used at local manufacturing facilities in the blue-collar community nestled along the Hoosick River in eastern Rensselaer County. His focus quickly turned to the McCaffrey Street plant. This is the one that all these different companies have owned, which is less than 400 yards from the nearest underground well that feeds the village's water treatment plant and one of two manufacturing facilities owned by St. Cobain in Hoosick Falls. Right, so the, like they're just right next to each other. So you yeah. imagine like this this big factory that has been we imagine like dumping stuff or like I don't I don't I imagine spraying Teflon on pans is a very dirty business and like shit just gets out and yeah. like seeps down into the water supply. I can imagine a lot of it, you know, gets down through the drains. Yeah, you know, just like yeah, you overspray. You're gonna wash your equipment at the end of the day. That's got to be like the. Real and it's source. important to remember, right? Like we didn't always know that this shit did this. Yeah, no, so, no, like, it wasn't yeah. always treated like this dangerous chemical compound yeah. because we didn't know that it gave everybody a bunch of weird cancers. Right. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I mean, I think like a month ago, two months ago, some. Uh, in Albany, they dug up a pipe that I shit you not is a log. Oh yeah, yeah, Wood, like, wooden pipes. We got yeah, we pipes. still have wooden pipes we in still, Troy, where they would take a big tree and they would bore out part of it, and then they would burn it to make a hole all the way through. And that was a pipe, and that and like we still have pipes all over the city yeah. in this re- in this entire region that and are made from everything yeah. from like riveted cast iron to logs and they're literally concrete. prohibitively uh expensive to fix um prophylactically yeah like we we can only fix them when they fail yeah be, because prophylactically right like, like before, uh, before but, there's a problem isn't i thought a prophylactic is something you take by mouth no, no, it's a preve- no? it's a preventative. Thing. Interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty. Like, I learned a new. Is it, is it, I learned you, something new today. If, if you want to like talk to like a World War II vet about condoms, you go like, you got any prophylactics? Oh yeah, like, you're yeah. right. Prophyla- yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You got to do it before you tap. You got to yeah. wrap before, before you tap. Before. You, can't, you can't put it on after. Yeah. If you no. put it on after, it doesn't fucking do doesn't the work. job. Okay. All right. Let's find that out the hard way. But um, yeah. So like you know, part of it is because cities will like. Well, you know, 3M shows up to your to your town or your city, and you're like, "We're going to build a factory and employ like everybody." And the and the the mayor is just you know just like have some tax incentives. Yeah, yeah. And the mayor's like, "We will build everything for you, right?" And they do, and they and they'll build say your sewer line, right, for free. And then 20 years happens, and you're like, "Wow, shit! I guess we need to rebuild this pipe, you know, the sewer pipe." But we have been collecting taxes from you uh, that. Uh, for 
all this time because we want to incentivize you showing up and that that tax rate is actually very well informed by how about the replacement cost of things like sewer pipes and so when you don't charge them for that they uh you don't have any fucking money to then replace the pipe so it is very likely that they did that the 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 workers in that plant did everything right to dispose of PFOAs and everything else that's in that factory, and then it went into a broken pipe that then goes right into the groundwater and then into your drinking water. Yeah, because right, right? we know it didn't just go into the water treatment facility because it went into wells, individual yeah. private wells that people had on their property, which yeah, means so like it had over. seeped into yeah. the ground. Yeah, which is the whole thing why fracking needs to be banned. It's like, yeah. there's no fucking way you can control the hydrological flow of, like, giant, you know, r- underground rivers. Yeah. Like, that shit just is all over the fucking it's place. It's just the earth. Yeah. And everything's just all mixed up in there. Yeah. Uh, 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 call back to our uh, Flat Earth episode. How far have we ever dug down? Like, seven miles. Seven miles? That's it. Like, we don't fucking know what's going on down they there. Could, there could be reptilians under there pumping all our garbage back up into our, just like big syringes, just like putting the cancer chemicals into Yeah, imagine how many wells. cancers they have. Yeah, They're probably, probably riddled immune. with, with They're cancers. They're probably immune. They live forever. <laughs> They're like uh, lobsters. They just regenerate. <laughs> So another thing, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Another thing to keep in mind about what, how this impacted everybody was obviously the the medical problems. And it wasn't just cancers. There were people who had like severe cases of colitis, um, a bunch of other stuff I can't remember. It's all in the article that I'll, that we'll put in the show notes, but their homes became worthless overnight. Like all, and this is a working class town. These yeah. are people who like their home is probably all their wealth, all their wealth. Everything yeah. is in their home. And part of this, the reason that we're talking about this, I guess we should finally say, is that there has been a class action lawsuit um, that has been won on the part of the residents of Hoosick Falls. One of the agreements that they made in it is that they'll be compensated for their home values in 2015. Got it. Um, yeah, which before they went before, underwater. Before it was found out that this existed. But it's 2021 now. Yeah. And the, the housing losing. market has gone and up it's, insanely. It's, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, you're good luck trying to find a house. Equity. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, you, not only are you losing six years of equity, but just the housing market right now is like so insane that even getting 2015 prices for your, you know, being bought out, like, there might be people willing to buy that shit anyways. Like, <laughs> oh, you got okay, I'll drink bottled water. Like, yeah, yeah sure, I'll buy your fucking $140,000 home. Yeah, and uh, like the, the, um, the settlement is for six, about $65 million from three companies, right? That, that Which doesn't sound owned. like enough to yeah. me. But Which you think about, like, let's say, you know, we, we, we said Hoosick Falls is something like a little over 6,000 people. Let's say half of them move. Right? Yeah. 3,500 homes. Do you think you can buy 3,500 homes for $65 million? Like, maybe. No. I have three humanities degrees. Yeah, I do not right. know. Yeah, probably I have not. No I mean, idea figure, how figure each one, like, the average home price is around $200,000. So, no. <laughs> and yeah. now they're, ha- they're paying for all this medical monitoring. Right, yeah, the $65 people. million includes a lot of monitoring. It includes monitoring. that. It includes, yeah. like, pain and suffering. It includes yeah. the legal fees. Everybody's getting a cash payment of $250,000. Um, everybody who was directly affected, not everybody in the town, but everybody who, like, if you like have the plaintiffs and the people whose water tested right positive, now, yeah. yeah, you currently have 
one ball, you get $250,000. Yeah. And it's wild because they interviewed one of the women. Like, I read that. And I was like, $250,000, that does not sound like enough to me. And then the very next sentence is this woman saying, like, this is a lifesaver for me. Like, Yeah, I can imagine it, because it, it would is, save someone's life. Yeah. Especially when their house is now underwater. They probably had a 30-year mortgage. They probably spent, you know, paying off their mortgage, like, three times the actual initial equity, like, f- f- cost for it. Yeah, fucking A. Um, so, yeah, does that count as a wildflower? <laughs> Absolutely. No, not. we got it. No, we got a good wildflower today. No. Uh, well, one last thing that I, I think is is worth talking about here because this just like intersects so many like so much bullshit about our country, right? Is that um, the city government of Husik Falls knew about this for months yeah. before they said something? Wow, months and wow, and then settled prematurely with um saint gobain i think it was like only one of the companies for like eight hundred thousand dollars wow yeah and it was only at and thankfully you know the little piece of 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 democracy that you have left is that like that settlement has to be voted on in a public meeting by the city council so it was when it when people found out that um that they had already settled before telling anyone about it um uh, just it was all it was an uproar yeah I yeah bet. because that eight hundred thousand. you know what that that was you know what that money was spent was was meant to be spent on legal fees and uh um a public relations company so for, for the city so the city was like okay we have to cover our ass before we do literally anything to help anyone outside of the city officials and, like, our fiduciary responsibility. Well, the city wouldn't have been able to help anyone anyway. They don't have any fucking money to pay for for medical monitoring for the next 20 years, to pay for people's medical bills from all the illnesses that they've gotten, to pay for their houses. The city can't help anybody with any of that. The city is the state, which is to say the authority of the law and, like, can leverage the courts and the cops and everybody else, hypothetically, to... A city council cannot do any of, of that of shit. Co- of course not, but my point is that we have a, a, a federation of these city councils that, you know, that connect all the way up through state government, that connects to federal government, to, like, the whole fucking thing. It's, like, the same... Like, my point is that, yeah, all cities are pulling their pockets out when they have an issue and flies come out. I get that. But, like, they're also, like, the legal authority of which this you know fucking gigantic state apparatus you know like drills down to in terms of you know detail and minutiae i like, think you're really over uh estimating how much power cities have well, over I, anything I, 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 I think what what chris is saying or at least what i take from it is that it i it's it's quite convenient that right like like cities have in new york state what's called home rule Right, which is that they actually have a lot of say in what gets built and who gets to do what, like within their jurisdiction, but they never have any money to deal with the actual problems that result from bad governance. And they always seem to never have enough money to solve their own problems, but they do have a lot of authority to say what goes. Yeah. Right. So you never, you're never in a position to put it another way is like the, 
the benefits are always privatized and then the the failures and expenses are always socialized and that's where i'm getting at the socialization of the benefits or you know the the the, sorry the socialization of the failures is um the thing that i guess i'm pointing at and i'm always really blown away at this when it like fails on a local uh, level so massively like we have you know a federal government right and we spend trillions on war and we spend, you know, in statecraft and going to the fucking moon and shit. And we just, like, have infinite money on a federal basis to just, like, do whatever the fuck the empire needs to to continue its power another day. And at the same time, that massive power has the capability of bringing the power that it generally derives it from, the corporate, you know, means of production ownership of the, you know, the capitalist class, to... It uses that information to like hold these capitalist corporations accountable semi-frequently, right? And the fact that Flint still doesn't have clean water, the fact that a city like Hoosick Falls, when they realize that they're giving everyone cancer, and buries the the story, settles with the company so that they're not like going to go bankrupt or whatever, instead of just kicking the can up the chain to the federal government and being like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to need the big dick of the law to like come to bear and fuck St. Gobain so but that we, you know, get our... what I'm saying is that our... municipalities don't have any power. They can't can't extract they can't there's they don't have any authority yeah i understand that exactly. i'm just saying that's fucked up yeah because like up. we okay. have this state apparatus yeah, okay, you know okay. I, like I, I thought you were saying who falls should do no this, no and i'm like I, i'm just saying can't do yeah that. all okay. i'm saying is that this whole fucking like ruse this democratic society we live in is just so full of shit because like the thing that the state would and should be able to do hypothetically it doesn't do on like the atomized basis of like a town full of people who are getting poisoned i, I think like, I think Flint, you, you mentioned Flint, Chris. I think f- contrasting Flint with uh, Hoosick Falls is really instructive here, right? And I think it indexes, which is to say, you know, just sort of like connects so many different uh, issues, right? So like Hoosick, small, fairly rural, mostly white, working class. Uh, Flint, majority minority, closer to a city. Uh, also working class also very working class you know well known both both uh, but um i i feel like Husik or um uh flint falls against this like um hyper media's mediaization or like mediating of like black struggle of like of like pain and sadness and anger and destruction and so like barack obama shows up but then so like you get lots and of drinks attention. the water Right, like you get a lot of attention, you get a lot of like, oh my gosh, it's been you know like this many days since Flint has had clean drinking water. Like they talk, like there's a lot of talk about it, yeah. And like, oh gosh, this is so terrible, and structural inequalities among races and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like, of course that exists, right? But then it's like, but then nothing fucking happens, yeah. Right. Whereas with Hoosick Falls, it gets ignored completely, and then they might get a settlement, yeah. Right. But, and, it, and it's just like I, I feel like that just like that feels so similar to everything else where like people of color, like get to suffer in public and never get anything. And then white people suffer in like, or majority white communities, like suffer largely without a ton of, or at least rural ones without a ton of media attention. And then they will maybe get something, 
but sometimes yeah yeah but it's but it still sucks and i think it's like just one of the one of those many ways that like capital separates people of so-called different races and like makes like the i could imagine a lot of white resentment in Husik falls about all the media attention about flint but the and, fact that they're getting a bailout, like, you and then, know. And then, but then they might still get something. Even, but even though, of course, it's not enough. Yeah, it's not. Right? Enough. And it, it's just like, it, it's fomenting resentment across all of them. I, I guarantee it. Even though, again, yeah, Barack Obama then also, because I have to underscore this, they all get fucked, right? Barack Obama goes up there and, like, sips the water. And he's like, I'm fine. See, I'm fine. Yeah. See, I'm fine. No, yeah. No problem. Yeah. Um, I, the, the other point that's important, different between these two is that the fuck up on the side of Husik Falls was squarely in the private sector, whereas the fuck up in Flint was literally government malfeasance. And it was also a direct response to Flint, a result of Flint having its municipal Hollowed sovereignty out. Yeah. literally taken literally away. Literally by they the government. An yeah. emergency, yeah. They had dissolved the city council, yep. no mayor. They had yep. an emergency manager yep. who was fucking assigned by the governor. Yep. And had no, just allowed these pipes to be changed. Yep. Um, I'm sure probably everybody listening to this knows how Flint went down, but. Well, they, the they, they changed the, the source of the water from uh, one yeah. to, to the, the river, the, which yeah. was corrosive, which led to the lead. Yeah. But it's important to remember that, like, there are dozens of cities all across the country that are having just as significant problems with their water supply as Flint is. Yep. And we don't hear anything about them. Or yeah. Hoosick Falls. Flint only became so famous because of fucking Michael Moore. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It also was just a huge, huge city. Like, in the sense of um, uh, industrial... Like, the reason why Flint had its government go bankrupt and like be taken over by like a um what what was the name of the, the emergency manager emergency manager that just yeah, i just uh, imagine like, george Ma- george michael in a yeah. in a, <laughs> in a, in a in polo a, shirt he's like i'm mr emergency manager. yeah maybe like an orange vest as well yeah, or like a hard it's not, hat it's not mr yeah. emergency just just emergency manager <laughs> but, mr. Emergency manager. but the uh the the reason that that happened in the first place was capital flight yeah like literally globalization and all these people that like there was, you know, a soft agreement that they were going to be the job creator, blah, blah, blah. As long as they had the you know, complete ownership of the means of production and the, the sole claim on the profits made from the town. And then when they left, it was like, Oh fuck. And the city ended up holding the bag of this crumbling infrastructure and then didn't do anything to try to figure out how to get the resources they need to keep going and then progressively made it worse and worse and worse. Yeah, th- this is another point that uh, um, is made in the new Jim Crow uh, by Michelle Alexander is that um, uh, well before there was like international capital flight to like cheaper labor sources in china or mexico or something like that there was a capital flight away from uh cities that black people had just moved to for jobs, for jobs right? Yeah. right and then the, then those jobs moved immediately afterward and and you jesus uh back down to the south like like the, the, yeah so it, there is um it, it, so like the manufacturing job like collapse what what happened first in like cities that where like a lot of black men were employed like that that happened first and then like uh, only a couple of years later it spread to everyone which is you know just like another one of those examples of why like you know the plight of you know some people is almost always an injustice to everyone right you know yeah. like, all right i really need a wildflower i am 
I got hating one. both the state and private capital more than I should on a beautiful Sunday morning. A- yeah. As if they were two different things. Uh, yeah. Uh. Um, this is pretty cool, though. So New York City has, uh, for the last month, they sent non-police teams to respond to mental health calls. And um, turns out it was better than sending cops. Holy shit. Really? I know, right? Wow. No um, fucking way. So be Her- the Be Heard program, I love it. I love a good acronym that does work <laughs> like um, Behavior Health Emergency Assistance Response Division. Nice. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. Was launched in part of Harlem last month, and basically they sent teams of three unarmed behavioral health specialists. They responded to more than 100 911 calls, and between June 6th and July 7th, um, so... Okay, yeah, between June 6th and July 7th, 911 dispatchers rerouted 25% of all mental health-related calls to the Be Heard teams. Um, Once the teams arrived on the scene, about 95% of the people in crisis accepted medical assistance, whereas with regular police and EMS response, 82% of people in crisis accepted help. Well, because now, in those cases, they're just like have a gun point at them and like this particular individual needs medical assistance. Do you acquiesce <laughs> to medical assistance, you particular individual? Uh, uh, yeah. So it's great that more people accepted help. But this is where I think it actually gets really great. Police officers and paramedics typically send 82 percent of uh, patients, people experiencing a mental health crisis to a hospital for treatment. But with these teams of social workers, only about half of the patients went to hospitals, and all of them also received follow-up care. Um, About 25% of the patients were treated at the scene, and another 20% were sent to community-based centers. And this is really important, I think, because being hospitalized for a mental health crisis for poor people can be fucking disastrous to the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Like, it can not only be incredibly traumatic... Uh, that this is a hospital, an ER is not a place for a person experiencing a mental health crisis. Um, hospitalization in an inpatient psychiatric center can also be very traumatic for some people. It also takes away a bunch of your rights. Takes away all, all of your rights. Well, um, I mean, for the rest of your life. Like, and some, t- well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could not be able to purchase a gun, not be able to get certain jobs, like school teacher. Yeah, it can yeah. affect your custody uh, yep. rights. You know? Hashtag free Britney. And all of that data being compiled, and I, I have this theory that in the next five years, the way that we're compiling data on people with mental illnesses, we're going to be very upset with how that goes um i i have a lot of concerns about that but um yeah so this program was modeled after cahoots also a really good name that was a crisis assistance helping out on the streets that's in eugene oregon okay um and denver also has a pretty big program that's also doing well across the board all of these programs do very well. they do very well like this is just the first this no, this is far from the first instance of us seeing how successful these programs can be. Um, and here's another really good good one coming out of this. I'll post the article to this in the show notes. But um, So there was collaboration between the two. Uh, Be Heard teams could call the cops, and cops could call Be Heard if they needed. Mm. In this first month... Um, Be Heard requested police seven times, but 
uh, NYPD requested assistance from mental from behavioral health teams 14 times. Wow. Which really goes double, which really goes to show that one of us needs the other more than the other needs (laughs) them. As, As well as there's at least 17 apples with guns that choose not to use their gun in a situation when they didn't need to. Yeah. So props to those apples. Yeah, it, it's it's just, it's so fucking clear. I mean, like, you could put it another way, which is, like, who do you want to show up? An armed person that had that has, like, a half-remembered workshop from six years ago? Or, like, a professional that is unarmed and, like, that has connections... the signs of a schizophrenic episode. Yeah, and yeah. has connections to every single mental health program available. Yep. Right? Like, wh- like which one do you want showing up? Like, yep. like, of course. And another thing about, like, especially with, like, poor folks, people of, of limited means that um, do be uh, hospitalized or institutionalized off- more often than with people, you know, people of means. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, um, uh, rich fucks. Rich, people yeah. of wealth. Yeah. Well, not even rich fucks. Like, you're just, like, middle class people. Like, yeah. as you go down... Middle class fucks. <laughs> as you go down the, the socioeconomic ladder, um, you rely more and more on your community, right? Because it, these are outside the, the uh, monetary exchange value of, you know, like, services for money kind of thing, right? So, when you rip someone completely from those those systems of care right you you're doing a lot more harm whereas like you know like some suburban asshole that is like suffering in a cul-de-sac somewhere you know bringing them to a hospital they you don't you remove them from actually far less uh care settings most likely right whereas a poor person probably has like a neighbor that checks up on them and knows like who like like what what like what what they'll respond well to or like they have an, an aunt, aunt who will bring them groceries or, yeah, yeah yeah like there's all these different things that are uh you know sadly unpaid which you know like another way that like david graber used to call the um uh the poor he, he suggested we should start calling calling poor people the caring classes because mm. these are people that like ha- just have to care these are people that just like have to care a lot for each other for each yeah. other yeah because That's, rich rich people can like export care to yeah, paid child care yeah elder to paid care people. yeah and like this is just like another one of those examples where like when you get ripped out of those care networks and put into something that is very either for it doesn't even really matter if it's for profit if it's just like institutionalized right like that is a it's not just like a new setting it's like a completely different universe of like care and help that can't you know of course can be helpful but might not but is is a big difference yeah well hell yeah yeah the last thing i'll say about it is that um for people with untreated mental illness the risk of being killed by a cop is 16 times higher than for the rest of the population that is 16 one six times higher we need yeah. that's 16 percent no, it's 16, 16 times. times higher. So we need to stop sending cops out to these fucking things. Um, and I don't know, David might want to just create a new app or something. Yeah, exactly. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no RoboCop. No, you, you see, here's the thing, right? You call 911, default goes to the care team. If you need a cop, you have to go through a shitty app. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Anybody got anything to plug? Do you want to talk about your reading series that you did with This Machine Kills at all? Or? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, um, This Machine Kills, uh, a lo- lovely podcast by uh, producer Jeremy and hosts uh, Jathan and Ed. Um, we've had uh, Ed on the show before. Um, uh, they, they do a show that's mainly about, you know, technology and, and uh, politics from the left and and Ed's a, Lud- a l- modern Luddite, right? Yes. Ed and Jathan, yeah. Yeah, I think they both, they, they all consider themselves Luddites. Nice. Um, they had me on two bonus episodes. And yet episodes. they use microphones. Interesting. Yeah. Curious. Yeah. Very curious. I am very smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they, they had me on for two episodes of their, their book club where, while they're uh, reading uh, Langdon Winner's Autonomous Technology. So that that's a... A series about it's a book about like you know the 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 politics and philosophy of technology and and uh i i went to a program where the author of that book langdon winner have like taught for many years and i've had taken a class with him and so you know i I walked through two chapters with them so uh um uh if if you if you have a spare change to to buy yet another patreon subscription you know like i'm i'm on there hell yeah think that'll do it for us um uh, if, if you've been listening for this long hello if you're a new listener from, oh yeah from seriously wrong hi yeah. hi that was a really successful crossover episode that was really that good went, yeah. really thanks great. again to the wrong boys yeah. aaron and sean for for doing that with us we had a lovely time we really did um, learned a lot about like the creative process of skits yeah so it doesn't seem like we'll do a skit for this episode no but but, but i now feel more Dare I say empowered? To well, do, we, to used do to, more skits? we used to do them all the time. I know. And then we just kind of, yeah, yeah. We're busy, but, busy folks. Yeah, yeah. But, but we'll do more. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do one for our bonus, which yeah. we're about to record. Yeah, we're going to be doing an iron reads, and we're going to be talking about um, the <laughs> this fucking Troy Record journalist. <laughs> yeah, or is it Times Union? I, I think it's Times, it's Times, Times yeah, Union. Yeah. Journalist is a very strong like an, word. Yeah, it's like an op-ed column. Yeah. Just, you know. uh, this person gets paid to like tell you if there's a new home goods opening. Like That is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is their that job. Is, that is their job. Um, so we're going to be talking about that and tipping and then also uh, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> you did it! Um, <laughs> <laughs> So you can find all that wonderful, wonderful content at patreon.com slash ironweeds. And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Ironweedspod. You can find us on Instagram. Ironweedspod. And you can send us an email. Why don't you? We love hearing from you. Tell us if you think cops should be apps at ironweedspod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.